The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. How many of us put requirements on serving the Lord or uh, these boundaries, right? It's comical if you think about it. Here we are as human beings and we're telling the God of the universe how he's going to do his work and how it's going to run down and what's going to happen. And some of you are laughing right now as you hear me because you're thinking, yep, I've done that. Or what's he talking about? Well, we do it all the time, right? Job did it with God, demanding an audience with God, demanding justice. And God's like, Job, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. And the story of Deborah in Judges chapter 4, it says, she sent, starting in verse 6, she sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinon from Kadesh, and sent to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded you, Go, gather your men at Mount Tabor, take 10,000 for the people of Naphtali and the people of Zebulun, and I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army to meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Rock said to her, I will, I will go. If you go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. And she said to him, surely, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell sister into the hands of a woman. Then Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. So Deborah is a judge. She's a, she's a prophetess. She's judging the people. She's a woman leader in early Israel history. That We don't know much else about Deborah besides she was a judge and a prophetess. And she told Barak, look, the Lord is going to hand this enemy into your hands. You just have to show up with 10,000 people, even though you'll be outnumbered, and God will take care of the rest. And Barak shows up, and he's fearful, right? He says, I'm not going to go. The Lord is leading you and following you. If you come with me, then I will go. If you come with me, then I will go. And so Deborah says, okay, I'll go. I'm going with you because I know this is what God wants. I know this is what God said. But because of that, even though you're the general of the army, even though you're the man, you're not going to get the glory. This one's going to go to a woman. And on top of that, it ends up being a foreigner. and being ends up being one of Moses's ancestors who actually ends up with the kill, so to speak, and taking out Jabin, but really it was God. And every story in Israel's history, every story in Joshua and Judges and everywhere, they won the battles because God went before them. They were never the superior nation. They were never the superior might. They never had the better of anything. They won because God was with them and went before them because God was trying to teach them that he would fight their battles. That if they simply trusted him, he would take care of it. And frankly, church, that's a lesson we have yet to learn. God will fight our battles. And yet we're determined to fight them ourselves. We're determined to fight them by our own skill, our own knowledge, our own education, and even some cases our own might. And we hide behind things, just like Barak did. We're like, yeah, I'll go if. I'll go if, right? Barak says, if you go with me, I will go. But if you will not, then I will not. He tells Deborah, I'm only going if you come. And how many times have we told God that? How many times has God asked us to do something? 
prompted us to do something, showed us to do something. And we're like, eh, I'm scared. Eh, I'm not sure. And we put this big if on it or maybe a big but on it. We've got to learn to trust God. Our Bible, the Bible, the Old Testament and New Testament is full of stories of God always providing and taking care of in one way or another. And yet we as a people still battle trust. You can't go into the harvest. You can't serve a people group if you don't trust God. And as we share different people groups each and every day, if you don't trust God, if there's always an if in your life, you're never going to go because you will always have an if in your life. And today, the the people group I want to highlight are the Jola Mola people of Bangladesh. 243,000 of them, not a single one knows the gospel. Not a single one has been reached. The word Mala literally means boatmen. And that's for the most part what these people do. These, this people group is separated in two different parts. Some are Bengal. I'm sorry, some are Bengali and some are not. Um, they speak Bengali. They live there in Bangladesh. But they're fishermen. And when the fishing's good, they have money. And when the fishing's bad, they starve. It's that simple. They're Hindus and they're devoted to the Vishna God, the Hindu preserver God and his avatars, Rama and Krishnan. They don't want to hear about Jesus and they don't want to be devoted to Jesus because they worship this God and his helpers, his avatars. They also believe that performing good works will help them to have freedom in their reincarnation. So to know that there's one God and you only have to serve one person is a hard concept for them. It doesn't make sense. What would happen next? There are simple people that rely on fishing. They have a huge need for quality education, modern medicine, improved job training. In other words, there's so many different opportunities to take the gospel to these people. It's simply saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to go serve the Jola Mola people in Bangladesh. And I'm going to learn Bengali. And I'm going to connect. And I'm going to head over there. And I'm going to be a teacher. Or I'm going to be a nurse. Or I'm going to be a doctor. Or I'm going to find a way to improve their fishing techniques The opportunities are endless to serve a people like this. And you don't have to be a fancy-dancy doctor to work in the mission field. I did my fair share of stuff over there, and I don't have any doctor training, right? I used a book called Where There Are No Borders. I prayed a lot, and I helped people. Now, generally, there was someone who was more educated than I there, but you just go and do, and God provides, Sometimes something as simple as Tylenol opens a door. It did for me many times on the field. So the question is not whether these people need to know the gospel. We know they need to know the gospel. The question is whether you'll go. Or do you have an if or a big but keeping you from going? Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to trust God? Are you willing to go? Are you going to keep saying if, if, if? Because the Jola Mola people need to hear the gospel. And Christ says, if we don't go, the rocks will cry out. But why would we not? We're his disciples. It's what we were called to do. 
Lord, send people into the harvest today. God, send people to Bangladesh. Send, give a passion for this Jola Mola people, someone who loves outdoors and loves the fish. They could go and serve amongst these people, bringing them some education, medicine, but ultimately bringing them the gospel. Let them go with a holistic sense to ultimately show the gospel to these people who are Hindu and worship multiple gods. Show them that there's one true God and his name is Yahweh, the great I am. And he is the provider. Lord, I pray this over this people and I pray right now that whoever's heart you're touching will say, I'll go. I'm done saying if, I'll go. Hallelujah.